Hello, I'm Taylor, and this is the Not Sisters podcast. And I'm Emily. I'm the mom. And I'm the daughter. <laughs> and we're here for our, is it our ninth episode now? Mm-hmm. Number nine? Mm-hmm. We've come so far. I know. And we're super excited today because we have our first guest. Oh, oh and that was Bullet sneezing in the background. <laughs> the guest you know. is not Bullet. <laughs> Um, today we're having on one of my very dear friends, Rachel, and um, I've known her since fourth grade. Uh, we're in elementary school so yeah i would say about fourth fifth grade fourth or fifth Mm -hmm. grade um so i met rachel swimming and um we've been friends ever since so rachel do you want to introduce yourself (laughs) yeah thank you taylor and emily for having me here i'm really excited to be a part of the conversation and um just to share kind of some insight um to your guys's podcast so thank you Mm-hmm. And we're also not sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And it's, it's so crazy because I know uh, Rachel and her sister, Katie, and actually your brother, mm-hmm. because he played baseball with Matt. Mm-hmm. And they were just kids. And now, like, Rachel's an adult. And then I actually worked with Katie for a while. She came on board uh, with a company that I worked with. And she was amazing to work with. Absolutely adored Um just being around her and like I said I knew them as kids but then now they're these young adults and it's really fun to have Rachel on today and Mm -hmm. what we're going to be discussing and it was actually your guys's theme I think you guys talked about it at first when you were when we had kind of thought about things that we wanted to talk about on the podcast Mm -hmm. I think Rachel had Mm -hmm. mentioned this thing Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so our theme of today's episode is body. Bo- I can't talk. Body positivity. I'm so excited to have Rachel on because, like, she. <laughs> I don't know. I love Rachel when I was talking about her on the friendship podcast. Like, she was the only person I could like. I was like, Rachel is the perfect friend. So I'm so happy that she's on here, and I'm so happy that we can share her with all of our listeners. But we're going to be talking about body positivity, and we both grew up swimming together competitively, and I think that that helped shaped our perception of our body and other people's bodies and allowed us to love our body and all the things that it can do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think being comfortable in your skin too, when you're forced to put a swimsuit on like six <laughs> days a week or even twice a day sometimes for our practices from when we were eight years old until now, I mean, I still swim twice a week, two to three times a week. So even just being forced to be in that environment where sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes you're not feeling super comfortable in your skin, Mm -hmm. but you still go out there, you put your swimsuit on, you go to practice, you feel strong after. I think it changes definitely like how we view ourselves and how we view others too that we swim with. Right. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing, as you were talking about it, it reminded me that you're not around just girls. You're with boys Mm -hmm. and men Mm -hmm. and like Believe me, there were some cute swimmers out there that, like, I remember sometimes the moms and I would be talking about Our coaches? Like, well, they're coaches, too. Yeah, yeah. They were so- <laughs> Shout out to Cameron out there. Coach Cam. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you yeah. guys had to be in bathing suits. Mm-hmm. That's hard enough as, like, an adult woman. Mm-hmm. And then to be, um, you know, 12 
and then 13 and going through those body changes and then to be doing that with uh, boys. And I just felt like the guys that you swim with were so incredible as well. Super Mm -hmm. supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a great family. I mean, you spend so many hours together. And very respectful too. Mm -hmm. Because I was kind of thinking about like if anyone had ever made comments about my body during swimming. Mm -hmm. And I honestly couldn't think of a single time that anyone ever made a negative comment about me. Or just a remark like a... Mm -hmm you know inappropriate remark I mean I can't recall any time ever I know you guys sign contracts as an athlete or you know like a code of conduct or like I don't know if ethics is the right word but you are you're an athlete and you're showing Mm -hmm. up and you're um, leading by example and so yeah kudos to you guys for putting on swimsuits and when you said being put on a pedestal you're literally on a pedestal <laughs> as a starting swim- block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're on a starting block you have to stand up in front of everyone like two feet in the air in your swimsuit before with your butt up with bent your, over yeah. bent over with your ass in the air <laughs> yeah. and then you have to pull yourself out of the pool mm-hmm. <laughs> which is terrifying like at people watching you get out of the pool <laughs> yeah i can name like very few other sports that are co-ed where you're exposed to that much of your body mm-hmm. maybe like gymnastics I, like i immediately thought about gymnastics mm-hmm. and yeah. yes it's co-ed but i think it's more my, my experience is more females mm-hmm. do gymnastics than males or cheerleading for mm-hmm. example where like more of your body's exposed but swimming is definitely a co-ed sport like we had just as right. many men that we swam with as we did females. And also more of my coaches were probably men than they were women too. Oh, and that's intimidating. And that's mm-hmm. something to think about too, being a 13 year, 15 or 16 year old girl with a, our young male coaches. I mean, some of them were like in their twenties, mm-hmm. you know, late twenties, early thirties. Um, and so that's something to think about too, you know, mm-hmm. that we, we don't, I don't, I didn't think about it in the moment, but thinking back, I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, that is, that was big for us to to have to be put in that situation. Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel that way as like a kid when you were swimming? Like, were you aware of like, oh, I have to put this swimsuit on and be around like the group? Because, I mean, no joke, you guys are just walking around in your swimsuits all the time. <laughs> like, there, yeah. I mean, you have your parkas on when it's cold, yeah. but did you guys ever think about that? Was it like a something that you thought about or? Because I know when I go put a bathing suit on, just even in a changing room, I'm like, oh, God. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah. struggling. You're like, the lighting in here. I should have put some self-tanner on before I did this. But did you guys think about it? I remember I did. I think when I was a little older, like middle school-ish ages, like when you're starting like puberty. And then mm-hmm. once you have your period too, like that's a big thing in swimming, you know, yes. when you're thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I like suffered from acne and like body acne. And that was something for me too, where it's like other sports you could probably cover up if you have like acne on your back. But mm-hmm. in swimming, like you're really, your whole body is exposed mm-hmm. and you can't wear makeup to cover up if you're like having a breakout or whatever. And so I think... I thought about it, I think probably maybe like eighth grade, freshman year of high school, once we got a little older. And then also it's different with competitive swimming, I think, that we were swimming competitively and high school swimming. Mm -hmm. Because high school swimming, we were actually swimming with our peers that some of them that we didn't competitively swim. And they're not used to the swim culture. Right. And so sometimes, so those girls, I noticed their insecurities a lot where Taylor and I are like Uh whipping out our suits and we're naked. We're (laughs) naked in the locker room and these girls are like going into the bathrooms to Mm -hmm. change and we're like, oh, 
that's a different, you know, it's just a different culture. And even the, if in the men too, you could see that they mm-hmm. were sometimes like insecure about taking off their shirts or putting on jammers yeah. because it's, they're not swim trunks. They're right. tight. They're, they could be real small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that, that's a difference too. I think I felt different maybe at high school swim than I did at competitive swimming. Work. But then once mm-hmm. you jumped in that water and kicked butt, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, clearly, right. <laughs> yeah. You guys were well. We talked about Rachel and I talked about this before that swimming normalized everything. It normalized not wearing makeup. It normalized having acne on your face. It normalized having acne on your back. It normalized having weird lumps and bumps and cellulite. Stretch marks. We were super used to it at a young age. Like yeah, stretch marks. Like even men, like seeing that men have stretch marks, Mm -hmm. that's so eye opening to be like, oh wow, like it's not just girls that have different bodies. Like all of these boys that we're swimming with also have different bodies. Absolutely. And yeah, I know so who you're thinking about with those stretch marks mm-hmm. down their backs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember? Um, so yeah, a couple of the guys I swam with, I remember that was like my first exposure to stretch marks on men. Yes. And I was like, oh, like, okay. And I remember, I think I asked someone, my mom or something like, oh my gosh, like what, why do they have stretch marks on their back? And you know, just from my mom's like probably from growing really tall, like they're mm-hmm. tall, thin boys. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's not just because, you know, I'm overweight or because yeah. of, whatever xyz like people have stretch marks for so many reasons they Mm -hmm. gain muscle they get stretch marks right and so like that was you're right it normalized that definitely and for us to see it in males too when we think there's a stigma like females only have stretch marks on Uh their thighs because they're big or whatever it's interesting to that we kind of could make that correlation and and yeah it normalized everything boogers uh crazy hair Right. Nothing will give you the ick like looking over at your Ooh. swim crush and they have a fat booger. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That is funny. Oh my gosh. Well, Lee, he always cracks up because in the shower, I like, yeah. I clear my I nose. And he goes, Is that a swimmer thing? Like clearing your nose? And I'm like, I guess it is because I am petrified that I'll ever have a booger. I do it too because yeah. of allergies. Uh huh. So I constantly, and when I get in the shower, I'm always like blowing my nose in the yeah. shower because of like allergies. But yeah, I could see. Because I actually started, well, I've always swam for fun, just like playing in the pool. But then when I went to the JC, I needed like some extra units. And so I was like, oh, I'll just take a swim class. And I'm like, swimming, that's like, I know how to swim. Oh my God. I thought I was going to (laughs) die. I was like, I thought I knew how to swim. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I like look beautiful with my strokes. And like, (laughs) I remember my swim instructor there at the JC, who I actually had as a ninth grade, eighth and ninth grade teacher um, when I was in junior high. He was kind of laughing at me and my stroke <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean my stroke? I thought it was a nice stroke, but I took that class. I actually had to, um, you know, when you like cap out of a class, like you can no longer take it anymore because mm-hmm. you've like taken it too many times. Mm-hmm. I, don't I didn't even happened. know you could. Yeah. <laughs> I well, didn't even know that. Well, it was a swim class and it was for fun, but I enjoyed it so much that he actually would, we would say I was in another one and then I still would show up to his class so I could do it. Um, and then eventually my, I, my stroke got a lot better and stuff, but, um, yeah, it's interesting where you're just, like you said, it, all bets are off. Uh-huh. You like you haven't shaved your legs. I don't care. Like we're like you cannot shave your legs, but the second you have a booger, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. 
And it, I think it showed, too, all the different body types and what they can do. Like, you don't have to be the tallest. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be – you can be the smallest and be the fastest. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a boy. Like, it's also very woman-empowering. Like, you can beat the boys. This is, like, one oh, of the yeah. sorts where you can show up and kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. And I think um, – I. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I, I, I had a thought there. And then once you said beat the boys, I was just like, yeah, You're like, yeah, yeah girl power, go beat them. It'll come back it'll to come me. Back sorry. To well, no, but I loved that. Like, you can be any shape or size mm-hmm. and you could just get in and kill it. Like, mm-hmm. even during races when we would race other schools or other club teams and, you know, you can kind of look at someone and, like, I know in other sports, you you look them size up and them up. you size them up. And sometimes these people where you're like, damn, like, I had no idea that person mm-hmm. could beat me. Um, just is insanely fast. Absolutely. <laughs> and some of the fastest people on our team were very different body types. Like, mm-hmm. I raced against girls that were 5'2", and just for perspective, for you guys, I'm five, <laughs> almost 5'10". Yeah. You know, and they beat me. And I'm a lot taller than them. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm you know, on the bigger side, live, I live in a bigger body and I'll, I'll, I would beat a girl that was, you know, probably 50 pounds less than me. And so mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see. And I remembered my train of thought, um, it was going to be kind of segue into like swim instructing too, as part of this Oh, yes. and lifeguarding. We didn't talk about this when we were kind of pre-talking. Um, but it just came to my mind that like swim instructing and being a lifeguard, Taylor and I both work together as, um, swim instructors and lifeguards. And that's a different kind of body positivity or being comfortable in your skin and your body also, because now you're in front of parents and kids and your supervisors. And it's just, it's a very different environment than the competitive Mm -hmm. swimming one also. And then kind of what we were thinking, we want parents to look at us and respect us. We're in a swimsuit and we're talking to parents and trying to be in a respectful manner. Right. We don't want to have all the dads signing up. (laughs) I don't know if you had any thoughts about that too, but I think that's different from like swimming, but it's still like. No, I totally agree. And because when you swim, like my first, we taught swim lessons for years, Mm -hmm. even we'll even do it on the side. Yeah. Yeah, Every summer. Um, and you don't show up in your low cut Nike. Like you wear your rash guards, you protect yourself from the sun. Um, like you're there to teach kids. And to be honest, I, as a swim instructor, I don't think I ever noticed any like bullying with kids in their bodies. I don't think. Did you good to hear. We always tried to, no, I didn't. And we always tried to empower the kids too. Mm-hmm. You could tell the kids, some of the kids even very young were uncomfortable in their swimsuits. Yes. So not even just being uncomfortable in the water because they don't know how to swim, but like uncomfortable in their swimsuits. Mm-hmm. So we always tried to do things where we would like point out on the little girl that's kind of embarrassed. Like, I love your swimsuit. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love the color or, or something to compliment them to kind of make them feel good about themselves too. Mm-hmm. Did you, with you, saying that with like little kids Uh did there ever come a time where you kind of had body realization like oh like I'm because I was always small and skinny and like short and like that is one thing too I always had these really yeah tell us what it's like to be small (laughs) (laughs) but like really thick skinny legs and bony and um but also very small and petite and you get made fun of for being that Mm -hmm. so um like, I feel like I've always been aware of, like, my height and always been smaller and shorter. And mm-hmm. um, was there a time where you had that realization that you're like, 
Oh, because you keep saying like, I don't look at you girls as like, oh, you're like me and Rachel, we're on the bigger side of like the girls. And I like, don't look at you girls at that, like that at all. Like I totally don't see it. And when, and I said, well, Taylor, maybe it's cause you're like taller than me and you're feeling. Well, definitely growing up with a mom that's smaller than you, you are like, I'm, I'm bigger. Like, it's not like you were bigger than me. So I, I always wore smaller clothes or like, I couldn't fit into your clothes my past mom, fifth same. grade. <laughs> and just for perspective, my mom, it's the same thing. She's mm-hmm. always been thinner than me. And Um, my sister and I always, we kind of go back and forth. Like we've been the same size or we haven't. And it's this funny game where we joke, like she's bigger than she'll be bigger than me and I'm smaller and then she'll be smaller (laughs) and I'm bigger and it's just funnier. So, so sometimes we'll share clothes, but at least her and I could kind of, um, relate, relate to each other with our mom being thinner than us. And, Mm -hmm. and again, she's a little bit shorter too. It's just, she's just smaller and Taylor and I have bigger dads yeah. <laughs> from our, you know, our paternal side of the family and our genetics. We just, that's where, where it comes from. But and it is harder when I think maybe if my mom was similar size to me, yeah. than me, I would feel different about it. And I, I feel like when you are growing up, like, I just want to, if you're a doctor, like in you're weighing a girl and you're mm-hmm. telling her that she's obese and they're clearly not obese. Like I would go to the doctor in fifth, sixth grade, knowing that I swam four or five days a week and they would say that I'm obese. Mm-hmm. Well, and that whole thing, the BMI you're talking mm-hmm. about, yeah. that is just like, I mean, I'm overweight and, but they're not the looking at you telling you that they're like, for me, mm-hmm. they're like, you're, you need to be careful. What are you eating? Mm-hmm. How much vegetables are you eating? Because Which is crazy. We always ate vegetables and fruit and like, it wasn't anything like that. Like yeah. you said, your dads are just mm-hmm. bigger boned people. So I think the doctors gave me a complex. I, I fully <laughs> agree with that. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. It was the same for me. I think I was maybe like 10 and the doctor said like, here's the scale. I remember, I'll never forget. They pulled the up on the computer mm-hmm. and it was like a, a bar. Yes. It was like a graph. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, this is where we you need to be and this is where you are. And I was above it, but I was also 10 years old. I was growing tall. Mm-hmm. I was swimming. And that was right when I started like more competitive swimming, maybe like nine or 10. And I was exercising so much, but I've always been active. I played softball. Yeah. I did dance. I did like yeah. four different kinds of dance. And we played outside a lot. Like when we were kids, we didn't have technology like they do nowadays. Mm -hmm. We didn't stay inside. And so it's, it's interesting that, um, the doctor would say that. So yes, if, if you're a doctor, don't use that. (laughs) But also if you're a parent, you know, you can leave that doctor's appointment and reiterate to your child that it's more than that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that do you, you don't have to listen to what the doctor's telling you. And so I think that's something that I could probably give advice to my parents that they didn't do. Not that they mm-hmm. looked at me and said, yes, you're obese, Rachel, but maybe they could have said it, you know, this is, this is a doctor scale, but we know that you're healthy in these other ways mm-hmm. or right. something like that. And you're also constantly growing when you're a kid. Like you never go down a size. It's just like, oh, I'm this size and then I'm the next size and then I'm the next size. Mm -hmm. And it never really stops until after college, really. Mm -hmm. And so that's hard too because you're like, oh my God, I'm just like (laughs) bigger. (laughs) Like nothing fits. When you're in middle school and high school, you don't fit into last year's clothes. Like it's just not realistic. Not to mention puberty and then you're wearing Mm -hmm. bras and then everything, you know. And even like your hips, like your jeans aren't going to fit you from seventh to ninth grade and neither are your shirts neither are your is your underwear you know it's like or your swimsuits like we went through suits like crazy mostly because the chlorine ate them alive yeah (laughs) also because we were growing in size and then you have to start like you go from like the little girl swimsuits like the little speedo ones to like 
then you're getting like more mature like you're in uh, adult they don't have teen sizes that is children youth and then it's women's sizes they Mm -hmm. don't have like a medium Mm -hmm. size yeah well, I always admire, like, both of you. Like, your legs are so <laughs> strong and muscular. And I'm like, dang, those legs are... I mean, even you as, like, a one-and-a-half, two-year-old, <laughs> like, you could see the muscle definition on your legs as a, like, a little kid. And I always love that because mine were always so stick-thin. And I'm like... <laughs> She's going to have beautiful legs. Yeah. Like, your little butt was always so cute. Like, definitely had the well, brown Well, I was thinking about it today about our topic and the USA swim magazine that we got the people that they showed in that magazine always had muscular legs. Mm -hmm. And I love that because then you go to Hollister and the little tiny, their little legs and the little shorts. And I'm like, my legs don't look like that in the shorts. But yours are so beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. too, when I see that, I just saw the muscle and the healthy Mm -hmm. um, look and yeah have some meat on them bones (laughs) absolutely well that and that's a good point too in swimming um just to kind of bring back to the swimming in usa swimming swimmers that we see in the olympics or in publications or online they are muscular like those women Mm -hmm. are not small like they're not thin thin usually Mm -hmm. they're not skinny and some of them are bigger you know Mm -hmm. and they're some of the fastest swimmers in the world and so it's interesting because that's I think that's also like positive for us as young swimmers we would see those as examples um and even swimmers older than us like in other groups Mm -hmm. right when we were like middle schoolers and you see the high school girls Mm -hmm. they weren't always the smallest yeah they were the fastest the girls that we were looking up to that were the fastest didn't have Hollister bodies no absolutely not not in swimming so true that's a good point because it like it's the Abercrombie mm-hmm. they would be like so thin and skinny and yeah um I don't know and do, you, do you think it's like affected the way that you like look at other women or like like do you notice people's bodies or men's body I mean obviously when we're I feel like <laughs> yes and no like I'm like hyper aware of people's bodies because you were around bodies all the time so you like notice other people's bodies but you're so used to it that it you don't really think about it like I saw so many different types of bodies in locker rooms all over the (laughs) county and it you just I like don't even think about it and one thing too it's like men I I feel like I don't know, in the last 10, 12 years, like the dad bod has been in. Right. I'm like, they're so lucky. Mm -hmm. They can have that pooch belly. They can just Mm -hmm. have like, like look like they're not working out. And they're like, oh yeah, dad bod, dad bod. And it's like, that's so unfair. Like, well, you're talking about midsize. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I was going to say, I'll, I'll come back to the midsize, but something else I wanted to say about the, um, when you were saying about, we've seen uh, tons of girls in locker rooms naked all, all over the, yeah, like, old, state. old and young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, I think one time when you asked about the realization, Emily, like I thought about it, I remember like years later, I think I was out of high school. I was like in college and all of my, my girlfriends and I were like staying somewhere and we were all changing. And I was just like, I just like stripped down and I was like changing and then everybody else was like oh you're just gonna change right here in front of everyone I'm like yeah and I didn't and I was probably 20 maybe like 21 I wasn't young either but I was like oh 
oh, you guys aren't. They're, like, waiting, taking turns to, like, use the bathroom to change. Wait, was this in the college dorms? No, it wasn't college dorms, oh. but it was, like, all of my friends and I, we were just, like, on a girls' trip uh-huh. or something, mm-hmm. and it was interesting to me, and still to this day, like, when I do, like, girls' trips with my friends, and they're, like, not changing in front of me, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. been ingrained in me since I was a little girl through swimming that we just change in front of each other. I was not embarrassed to change. I wasn't modest, and it's also, like, it, we're all girls here, you know, yeah. and so... And even in my home, like, my my parents never made us feel bad about, like, not having, like, clothes on, I guess you could say. Like, they didn't say, like, oh, you need to be covered up all the time. Like, when we were little, like, we could just change in front mm-hmm. of each other. And it wasn't a big deal. And even my sister and I, like, we used to shower together. And, like, mm-hmm. we, we still change in front of each other if she comes over. And my mom, I mean, like, I still will change in front of my mom, you know, to this mm-hmm. day as a grown adult. And so I think that's something that I was thinking about, too. And then we can go back to the midsize. That's I don't know interesting if you say that. Because we were at the gym last week. And, like, I... Like, oh yeah, I, we're I bras care. off. Every, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. just changing. I'm trying to hurry up and just trying to get in my workout clothes. And I needed to use the restroom, and I had already changed. And it was interesting. Every single stall, you could see there was a woman in there changing because mm-hmm. they had their clothes over the door. And I was like, "This is bizarre." Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so weird that they went into like I would not be able to stand being in those tiny stalls and with the open toilet and like just the dirtiness of it. I would much rather be naked. Yeah. Out in the, the <laughs> I'd rather the change in the lobby than in right. the stall. Yeah. I just like, can you imagine if you like something fell in the toilet or you're trying to like, I'm always putting my feet on top mm-hmm. of my shoes. Like I don't want my feet touching the ground. And I was like, I would much rather die then change in a stall Mm -hmm. and I'll go get naked. Like, yeah, just turn your back, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it also, like you said, it shows a natural body. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've had two kids. Yes. I'm in my forties. Like, do I work out sometimes? I try to, but am I the best? Like, do I have the best in shape body? Absolutely not. I admire those who do and can do that, but this is what, this is what it is. So yeah. this is what we got. This is what we're working with. <laughs> the first time I experienced that was in college. Cause you share one big bathroom mm-hmm. and there's the rows of showers. And I like wore my little towel. Cause it was like a girl's wing and a boy's wing. So I wore my towel and my little bag down to the shower. And then, um, girls would fully change in the wet shower Ooh. instead of just like going into the other little area. And I just thought it was so like, I'm like, oh, like no one cares. Like, <laughs> right, right, exactly. And um, something that I was thinking about too, as you guys were talking a little earlier, and I just came back to my brain was um, about swimming and uh, the correlation of like eating and what oh, we can yeah. and can't eat. So I know this isn't, I guess, directly about body positivity, but. And swimming, we were forced to eat so much. Like, our coaches yeah, would be absolutely. like, go home and you need to eat carbs before the swim meet tomorrow. And I'm like, pasta, macaroni yeah. and cheese, like, I'm on it. And so, at swim meets, we were, like, encouraged to eat. Mm-hmm. And that's what we needed to do. And we burned so many calories in our workouts. I mean, we would swim 6,000 yards in yeah. our workout. Sometimes twice we, a day. We all love to eat. And I think that's yeah. so true. That's such a positive thing because it's not like one of the girls, a couple girls were not eating and, like, looked down on us for eating it was like we all were had our burritos on the side of the deck (laughs) yes exactly and it was in our cup of noodles or whatever we were having when it was cold and I think in other sports like even with men like in wrestling Mm -hmm. or football or soccer like 
other, whether it's men or women, but I know also in other sports for women, like, you know, gymnastics or dance, they're encouraged to be really slim and mm-hmm. not eat a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, if anything, I think I have a healthy relationship with food because of swimming too. No, I totally I think that that, agree. That's part of it. Cause I, it, I never blinked an eye at how much I was eating because I was burning so many calories. I would have two dinners. I would yeah. come home from school, eat dinner. You would save me a plate for me to eat when I came home from practice, like two hours later. <laughs> uh, you, when you brought that up, I can't remember where it was that I read it, but it was like this article about, um, I don't know if it was athletes in general, but they definitely talked about swimming and they said that, it was really hard for them when they stopped swimming competitively mm-hmm. because they were constantly thinking in their head, like, I have to get calories in, I have to get calories in. And then, but it was like, no, they weren't burning that many calories. And so the article was talking about how a lot of ex athletes were struggling with body weight mm-hmm. because they always had to eat because they were replenishing their calories. But then it to stop that, because and realizing like no I don't need that many calories it was really hard so for them to uh like they were struggling with having a normal and when I say normal like if you're having like 15 to 2,000 a non-super athletic diet yes like you're not and that's another thing with like my running like I realize okay I have to eat a whole bunch of calories and I'm just Mm -hmm. like putting calories in my body because when you're running really long lengths And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I'm not running 10, you know, whatever it is, 30 miles a week anymore. Mm -hmm. I need to cut back. And then it's really hard because you're like, oh, but I like those stacks. Yeah. That was really fun. So that's kind of hard too. Did it say how they were able to? Um, You know, there was a couple of different articles that I read. One of them was about like the the truly like highly competitive, like Olympic athletes Mm -hmm. and how a lot of them suffered Mm -hmm. from depression afterwards Mm -hmm. because they always had like a goal and they were striving towards something and it was such a rigorous routine um and how they had to deal with that but um I don't remember what the end of the article (laughs) was I just remember saying like oh that makes so much sense because Mm -hmm. you're no longer exerting that so you have to be very conscientious and changing your habits but I think it's a great thing that any, because I mean, my brother wrestled, Dane, or um, Matt wrestled for a little bit, and like your dad wrestled. And mm-hmm. watching Dane, he was like a lightweight wrestler, like in a really hot, uh, it was like a 102 or something that's a really hard weight class. Mm-hmm. And watching him have to like constantly be running to lose weight and spitting in a bucket and spitting and not being able to eat because you have to make the weigh in men have struggle with body image Mm -hmm. too or like making that weight um and then like you're starving yourself and Mm -hmm. you're losing like pounds within a couple of days and then you're hungry and that's totally not healthy no not healthy at all meanwhile in swimming they were like eat more food girls you too like (laughs) they are swim coaches wanted us to be muscular Mm -hmm. like they wanted us to build muscle they said everything that you're doing is building muscle and it's like oh okay cool and I think that's also um a kind of a movement I think maybe recently like through exercising body positivity um and what have you I think people are women are moving to be strong instead of skinny. Like when they make maybe health goals or like 
uh, workout goals, they're saying, I want to be strong and not skinny. And I feel like that's always been my goal. Like I've never been like, I want to be a skinny girl. I always thought I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And that I think is, and maybe I'm giving swimming too much credit, but that (laughs) maybe is through swimming is that we've kind of always been told like, we need to be strong because we're not going to get any faster if we're not strong. Mm -hmm. We don't get stronger. Yeah. I love that. Well, today when I was on, um, at the gym on the rowing machine, I was thinking like, I've always not like if I could choose any body part to change like I'd want to make my arms thinner and then I was thinking about swimming and when I swim I I use my arms and then when I gotta go fast I use my legs but like I'm all Mm -hmm. arms and if I didn't have my muscular thick arms arms. gorgeous Mm -hmm. I even told you that the other day I was like your arms look so good and I yes I also do a lot of pooling. I hardly ever kick. My legs don't, like I said, they're like bony, so there's all. Yeah. Like, uh, but appreciating what our body can, can do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, I swim butterfly. Like I had the yeah. biggest shoulders in high school, and I never fit into like dresses and things. I was like about that. to say prom dresses. Oh my gosh! But it also like even looking back at photos, I was like, oh my gosh, my arms were so strong. Like my back was yeah. so strong, mm-hmm. and so that was something too. You know, I was I was thinking about that like. Trying, yeah, trying to have your goal be strong instead of thin or skinny or whatever. Do you think after you stopped swimming, you had to like learn how to love a new body or change anything about your exercising? Because I think that I definitely went through changes when I went to college. Obviously, that comes with a whole (laughs) other change, health changes, diet changes. But like, I remember laying in bed and like my body didn't feel like me but that didn't necessarily mean that I didn't still love my body well you know it's interesting with the college thing that you talked about so like I remember when I picked you up after your freshman year and you you may have not even weighed any more than when I had dropped you off but you looked unhealthy like there was a (laughs) different there was a difference yeah it was like you looked unhealthy like it wasn't the same um, it like wasn't the same. the same body, but it was not the same. I don't know if that right. makes well, sense. Well, my body is very muscular, so maybe that's what like it was. even Lee will say like, oh, like you're you don't get bigger or smaller, but like I can tell like your muscle is back. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I was definitely feeling <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pretty said, pretty you, unhealthy. <laughs> you said it's been stressful. I've been eating anything and everything, and it was yeah. like uh, yeah. whatever you could find find in the um cafeteria uh-huh and I think you did a good job too not making comments about my body like negative comments but I always knew if I was on the right track or the wrong track because you either wouldn't say anything or you'd say mm-hmm. oh you look really good <laughs> right and yeah. it's kind of like oh like I went home my mom didn't say anything <laughs> I gotta kick it back into shape <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I think for me, after I after I stopped swimming or through high school after mm-hmm. competitive swimming, when I was in college, I still swam. So I swam masters still like four times a oh, week okay. at uh, the airport oh. club, and then uh, so I didn't really stop swimming. And then after that, I did. I took like a pretty long hiatus until I was working at the pools and swimming again. And now I, I still swim, but I think the difference for me was like finding other exercise that I enjoyed. And I really mm-hmm. started to hike and then you feel like your body is a lot different. And now I spin a lot and I've been spinning for the last three years and it's very different than swimming, like mm-hmm. the, the muscles you use. Mm-hmm. And then you get back in the pool, like thinking, Oh yeah, you know, I've been, I've been running, I've been hiking, I've been spinning. And then you're in the pool and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm not using mm-hmm. the same muscles. And so it's just different, I think. But, um, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't think there was anything that like after stopping swimming, I had to kind of mm-hmm. deal with because I've always been active and so have you. Yeah. When we're not swimming, we're, we're always trying to remain active. Do you have any like advice that you would give to like younger women, whether it's college or, or your younger in, self? Yeah. Your younger um, self. Would you, I think I wouldn't be so hard on myself because I look back at the photos that I hated and what I used to look like and how I used to feel about my body. And I'm like, what the, what was I thinking? Like, why was I, why wasn't I nicer to myself? Like I look back at the photos of me when I was like a younger swimmer and I was like, I was so mean to myself. Like, Mm -hmm. why did I think I was 500 pounds? And I, I don't think I ever like hated my body and I had this like deep hatred. I was always confident and I always loved my, my body and what it can do, but still you have those insecurities and you still are being fed model pictures mm-hmm. every single day and comparing yourself. That's just, I think a natural thing. So I think I would be less hard on myself. You'd be kinder to mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's the mindset focus, the switch of, I want to appreciate my body for what it can do for me. Like you just said those exact words instead of like what it looks like. Like nowadays I'm less concerned with an extra stretch mark or cellulite, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I just completed an hour long spin class or Mm -hmm. I just took this awesome, did this awesome hike or, you know, I was able to increase my weight at the gym or went Mm -hmm. on a long run or whatever it is, or even just, I was able to rest or my brain was Mm -hmm. able to do this today. So it's like focusing on those small things. And I saw an article like a while back of a a woman who, who had like a spine surgery and she had like a lot of scars and things like that and she had that quote like that's what she looked at every day was like I'm gonna focus on what my body can do and not what it looks like and I think that's something that I would probably tell my younger self like stop staring at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. I need to tell myself this still every day but <laughs> stop staring at yourself in the mirror and thinking about all these little things that you can pick apart when like we are able-bodied all of us here yeah. you know we um, are healthy like mentally physically and that's something to be celebrated. And um, like you said, media, that's a big part of it. And mm-hmm. I think there's a huge body positivity and like self-care um, kind of like push and confidence push for younger women. And so I hope that they're seeing more of it in the media mm-hmm. and models and on TV and um, through Instagram or whatever. And I even, it seems like they're like Lululemon. I noticed that they're changing. Yes. Lululemon, Abercrombie. Yeah. They're getting more like normal, like regular people. Like that's what. Airy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I I feel like I'm seeing that more. And then even I love the, um, like, I get them all the time, but like the third love bras or Mm -hmm. like the, uh, what is it? The Honeywell bras or something. And I always struggled with that because I always had a chest, like even when I was younger and like, and I was so self-conscious about it. And I remember when I was pregnant with you, I, no joke, would wear like two to three sports bras to push my chest down because they were just, I felt like they were just out there and even now like I always am very like Mm -hmm. modest with what I'm wearing and it's I mean people struggle with all different kinds of things and like that's like my biggest struggle where I feel like I'm always like covering up or like trying to like so I love when I see these commercials for these bras because I'm like oh my god this is like a normal person that's like what they (laughs) and so I think it's important for us to see all body types and like even men I mean men struggle with that too like 
mm-hmm. um, where, you know, like, I think my husband looks amazing. I think he looks incredible. But if he's not at like the, where he wants to be, he's like, um, I'm going to like, no, I'm not going to go swimming today. Like I'm not feeling, and it's interesting for me to see that in a male mm-hmm. perspective. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, you look awesome. Like, but to, you know, if you're not feeling it on the inside, if you're not feeling that confidence, it is really hard to get out there. And mm-hmm. um, I think, too, being confident is the way that you hold yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put on a swimsuit and you feel insecure, everyone can see that. Yes. But if you put on a swimsuit and you're like, I'm so confident, true. like, I'm wearing this suit, no one, like, questions keep, yeah, it. no one questions it. You're right. That's Absolutely. so true. Yeah, it's the mindset, definitely. And also the, like, I don't give a shit what other people are going to mm-hmm. say about mm-hmm. me kind of thing. And I kind of think I've always projected that. Because <laughs> like, I, I really don't. And yeah. I really don't care. And, you know, if, if people want to say rude things or whatever, they can do that. We've all kind of probably dealt with bullying or somebody picking on it on us. But... I try to brush that off too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the media piece goes back to the mid-size thing where yeah. it's like, so I was telling Taylor last week that I've been like, cha- it's almost like my Instagram feed has changed because I don't see like small, super small models anymore. I started to follow a lot of body, body positive, mm-hmm. like bloggers, <clears throat> excuse me. And then also mid-size women and so this is like uh, I'm to me it's newer I don't know maybe some of the people that listen can tell me if it's always been a thing but we were talking about how there was always like I guess your average size models and then your plus size but there's this blank place in between where I feel like I always fell where I wasn't you know, maybe a size 3X, but I wasn't a size medium either. And so now I see this whole movement of like um, models and influencers that are mm-hmm. midsize. And they're just like, and to me, they're yeah. like normal they're people. Normal. I'm like, oh, this girl wears a size 12 or a 14. Oh, that's what I wear. You know, yeah. this isn't. And then I see them in these outfits and I love one of the like plus size um, bloggers I follow. Well, she's like does fashion and she takes Pinterest outfits and she always. Oh, I love those pin- videos. Have you seen her? Uh-huh. She has Pinterest on a size for Earth size 18 it'll be like pinterest outfit on a size 18 and it's so awesome because she picks this pinterest photo of this thin woman with like a super cute outfit and she makes it in her size which is an 18 and it's so awesome to see that because i never saw that when i was young all the media i saw was really thin women whether it was through tv or magazines or like social media and now i swear like my feet is more women that are my size or bigger than me even Mm -hmm. um and it's so awesome awesome to see that and like unfiltered not with Mm -hmm. a lot of filters on but then the reverse of that is like all the other women that have surgeries and yeah and And they're like if you work hard you can have a butt like me and you're like that's a bbl yeah (laughs) right right. and so i mean that i think that our young women are being fed kind of both of that yeah i hope it's more the body positive Mm -hmm. like hey this is what a normal body looks like than it is kind of the the let's do plastic surgery yeah Yeah. have you seen the um uh, TikToks or the videos on Instagram where it's, is it fashion or is it just on a skinny person? Mm-hmm. I love those videos. Yeah, so they take so. photos of like skinny celebrities <laughs> yeah. wearing clothes and then they put it like on a mid-sized person and they're like, is it fashion or was it just on a skinny person? And it's okay. so ugly. Yeah. It's the ugliest. It's like a garbage bag, right? Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a potato sack on, yeah. on Kendall Jenner and you're like, is it fashion or is it just yeah. because she's like a beanpole? Yeah. And it's funny and I'm not going to hate on Thon than women either of course but but it's just I've seen that and it's like that that's just a point where Uh uh-huh I guess maybe 
And you make a point, too, of, like, dressing for your body type. Mm -hmm. That's important as well. Because something that, like, a tall, like, something you're going to wear, believe me, I wanted a shacket so bad. (laughs) And I put it on, and I'm just like, this is a robe or something. I don't, I can't, like, I look like it didn't belong on me, so I wasn't able to get one. But it's like, I think if you, um, like you said, if you have confidence, you could Mm -hmm. probably pull it off. But if you don't have that confidence in that outfit, or if it's really not appropriate, well, I don't want to say appropriate, but if it... Like, you can dress your body mm-hmm. type and Absolutely. you can make it look, um, like, I, I love the high-waisted jeans, but I have zero torso. <laughs> so, literally, my chest is at the top of the high-waisted <laughs> jeans. There's yeah. nothing in between, and it just, like, cracks me up. So, last night, I wore, like, some high-waisted jeans, and I, like, tucked in my shirt. I'm like, I'm just going to be confident, even though there is ze- there was, like, mm-hmm. one inch. Your boobs between. are resting <laughs> on top of them. <laughs> yeah, on the button of the yeah. back. Totally. That's how it is. But I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. And my husband thought I was cute. So I was going to wear it. And yeah. So that's where I got my lack of the torso. That's a good point too, because I feel like, um, you know, seeing that on social media, like seeing that influencer that does those Pinterest looks. And then I, I'll look at that and say, I never thought like I could wear Mm -hmm. this, whatever satin skirt. And I'm like, cause I would cling to all the wrong places. And I see it on her and she's a a similar size of me. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I should try that outfit. And I feel like I've gotten so many more outfit ideas and Mm -hmm. all of these things. And and I, and I applaud these women that are doing this too, because they're in a vulnerable state. They get Mm -hmm. a lot of hate on social media, um, for, showing their bodies when they're in larger bodies and it's it's really awesome though for people like me to see and I think as I've gotten older then I've grown through that like through my personal style because yeah. I feel like in high school I would wear like the low like if low-rise jeans were in yeah it's not gonna fit my that doesn't work for my body <laughs> but yeah. I would wear them because that I felt like was the only option and that's what everyone else was wearing or I wore probably clothes too small for me too mm-hmm. that's the other thing and I'm like or I, I wear clothes too big because yep, I think I'm huge. It, yeah, I yeah. Do you remember I ordered those pair of pants? Yes. I ordered a pair of pants online. When you told me the size, too. I was like, I am so confused. They came. I looked like the Subway sandwich guy. I was like, how big do I think I am? Like, yeah, I yes. literally thought I was this size that I would fit in these pants. Yes. And they were massive. That's right. right. Even Grandma. So Grandma Liz is tiny. And mm-hmm. she does the same thing. I'm constantly telling her, Mom, you need to buy smaller pants. You're swimming in those. And, like she did finally start buying like smaller mm-hmm. pants. And I'm like, you look so good. Like mm-hmm. it's clean. And I think in our brains, like we think we're bigger than we actually are, mm-hmm. but we really aren't. And then uh, just having that realization. I mean, that's why it's always nice when you go shopping with someone, they can tell you the truth. Because yeah. I absolutely, besides a jacket, I really thought, Oh my God, I just want one of those long, like pleated, like the long pleated, like pink skirt with like the tennis <laughs> shoes and like the mm-hmm. rocker t-shirt. <laughs> Oh my god, if I put that on, I definitely would look 10 or like <laughs> I don't know where I would be going, but it just wouldn't look good on me. The other so, day yeah. at work, she had on a dress and then we went on a cute. walk. It, the dress looked cute, um, but she had her hair like up in a ponytail where it's braided mm-hmm. and then she had her dress on and then she had her running shoes on oh. because we walked across, we walked on our lunch. So she's wearing her running shoes, oh, that a dress, <laughs> and like a braided hairstyle. Uh-huh. And then she puts on her backpack. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to seventh grade. <laughs> she literally, when we 
we were walking down the street, I'm in like a blazer yeah. and I have like my like <laughs> loafers like, on. And I was like, I yeah. feel like I just like picked you up from school. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. That was the outfit. So I probably will never wear that. But okay, the dress is super cute. <laughs> That's funny. And I've worn the dress several times. Like yeah, the dress time. was cute. And normally, like I'll wear. It with, like, oh, flats. she had leggings on under cold. it because she got cold. <laughs> <laughs> so I had leggings on, but as the day grew on, the leggings yeah. started to stretch out. Oh yeah, like around like, the knees. I totally <laughs> looked like. Yeah. I'm in kindergarten and like I my hair my braid was all crazy <laughs> and then like my leggings were stretched out and then I had my tennis shoes on in my backpack and I'm like I look like I'm in kindergarten but you know what I don't care I was freezing yeah I hadn't shaved my legs but I, I won't wear that outfit yeah. again but yeah it was so worth the laugh it was worth sure. the laugh I mean yeah funny. we were we were cracking up with my outfit that's good I mean it looks in the right way with that outfit <laughs> That's funny. I mean, yeah, you can dress, I guess, for your body and your age. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but that's funny. That is really funny. Well, you never answered how to raise a daughter. Oh, that's confident. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know if there was anything in particular that I did or just like... Well, I think you never were on a diet. No, I never was on a diet. And you always were like, if I'm going to eat butter, I'm going to eat butter. And Mm -hmm. well, and I think I was very well balanced with, with us. Like Mm -hmm. we always had our vegetables and our fruit and we always had like protein and like pretty conscientious of just like having a well, I'm not like a health nut by any means. Um, I, we eat, like you said, butter, but, um, or, like, you had, Matt and drank whole milk. He had to have whole mm-hmm. milk. Like, oh, my God, that kid drank, like, five gallons a week. But, um, yeah, I think I didn't really I, – I never was on a diet. I never was saying, like, we're not going to have this and you can't have that. And yeah, I never, you never made comments about your body I was going to say that. I was going to ask if you ever spoke negatively about your own self and your looks and your body. Because I think that we – I mean, kids – you're mm-hmm. taking everything in the minute you're born, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I know, especially as girls, we are looking up to our moms usually. I mean, I was definitely. And it's really hard if you have a parent that's talking down on themselves mm-hmm. and their looks. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm Do bigger have, than. If yeah. you're saying you're fat and you're smaller than me, then I'm also fat, you know, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. That's just an example. But. True. Never. I don't feel that way ever. I mean, I feel like I was always very conscientious about my chest, but yeah. Um, yeah food or clothes yeah you never made comments about food you never showed like restrictions like oh i'm only gonna have one cookie like Mm -hmm. you never um and you guys knew like you guys were allowed to have dessert i never put restrictions on what when you could eat it or when you um like i didn't make you finish your plate of food i didn't say i didn't reward you with food i didn't there was never any uh, like you know how we had about. healthy relationship. Yeah, I, you definitely had a healthy relationship with food, mm-hmm. I would say. I was telling Rachel last week, like when we'd go to restaurants, though, dad would be like, you need to finish your hamburger. So now whenever I go out to restaurants, I feel like I need to eat the whole plate of food. Really? <laughs> yeah, because he was always like, you need to finish that. Like, you're not going to finish your food. I, I paid $12 for yeah. that hamburger. You need to finish it. <laughs> Did he do, I don't really recall. I mean, it's been so long. I mean, yeah. it's been so long. So I don't I really like recall he always that. made us... Really? Yeah. Or he would eat it himself. <laughs> I, that's where I remember. I think I just remember him eating your food. I don't remember him, like, commenting on it. But, 
But I think that definitely has something to do with it. Like how you speak to yourself as a parent mm-hmm. about your own looks. And then also, yeah, what, what you kind of put onto your children as what they can and can't eat or, or, you know, also complimenting your children. Like I, I guess just from experience from you, I feel like you're always encouraging Taylor. Like, oh, mm-hmm. hair, even just on the podcast, one of the podcasts, you're like, Taylor looks beautiful today. She's glowing in her skin. And I'm like, yeah. And in my head, I picture Taylor's face. I'm like, yeah, she is. She is beautiful. Like, she's always glowing, you know? And it's like, and Taylor, even as a friend, has always been someone that's encouraging and been like, oh, well, you know, even if I, I don't look that great that day, oh, well, I really like this. I like that about you. Or your hair looks good. Or, you know, your mm-hmm. your outfit's cute or whatever. And so I Rachel, think always looks cute she's always accessorized has 20 20 earrings 20 rings that's just me being a gypsy or something but but yeah I think that that's a big part of it too and 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 we never had friends that compared bodies Mm -mm. were like oh that that like is not gonna fit you like I definitely couldn't share clothes with most of my friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) like in college I never had to worry about girls borrowing my clothes because no one fit my yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, but you were well. I guess your roommates were like smaller than. Yeah, you, my but, roommates weren't fitting. Yeah, they weren't gonna. Fit it's also a style it. thing. They yeah. have different uh, style than mm-hmm. you. But yeah, all, very I, all of my friends have always pretty much been smaller than me, and I've never. Yeah, I never thought about that. I never had like my skinnier, smaller friends saying, "Oh, you know, you shouldn't wear that for your body type, or yeah, or you look this way, or anything like." I didn't have mean girlfriends that like mm-hmm. put me down based on what my what I looked like. Right. So, thankfully. I was humbled a couple That's times true. putting on a boy's sweatshirt, though. I'm like, oh, this is a medium? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh like a guy here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my boyfriend and I were like, like the same exact size. Yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so what advice would you like say to women your age or like going into high school? What would what would you say to them? Eat whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Show up and be confident and don't be so hard on yourself. Absolutely. And and I think it's all about mindset and perspective and I think it's mm-hmm. all about celebrating you're being grateful too, like that's something mm-hmm. like you can ground yourself in gratitude and think about what everything your body does for you and like not as much about what it looks like. Um, and I understand like in this day and age, it's all about the photo. It's all about Instagram mm-hmm. and what you look like all of the time. But just, you know, pulling away from that once in a while. And I, I like get hyper so, like self-conscious about going to like events and things like yeah. Taylor and I are going on a trip next weekend together and I'm like <laughs> what am I gonna wear because I know Taylor's gonna want to take cute pictures and I'm gonna they're gonna be posted and, you know and I get so like anxious about going to like events and things because I'm like there's gonna be a photo of me somewhere I need mm-hmm. to look my best and in the past I mean we didn't always have social media yeah. when we, we were, were like preteens and teenagers right. I wish I had more photos of like my teenage years but um, thinking about that too, or advice to people now when we are in that day and age is like, you know, who cares? Like if, if Taylor posted a picture where I don't look as good as I wanted to, it's not that big of a deal. It's more about the memory. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that to my friends too. It's like, or I won't post it. I'll say, these photos are just for the memory. Like I want to mm-hmm. look at these later and remember that we were all here together and who cares kind of what we look like. And so I think it's all about kind of where your mindset yeah. is. In that photo that you might hate right now, yes. you're going to look back at it and be like, why was I so self-conscious about right, that photo? Right. Like, what role was I looking at? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I found a picture the other day of you, me, and Matt, and we were at Bear Hole, and we were in our bathing suits. And I was like, why in that picture did I 
feel like I thought I looked heavy. And I was looking at it, I was like, damn, I wish I looked like that now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. And, and the other thing I would say is it's no fun to go somewhere with someone that doesn't eat. Like, no. Please. <laughs> yeah. I love food. Right. We're about to go get food after. <laughs> yeah. My, yes, I love it. When my husband mm-hmm. and I go out to dinner, he's just like, do you want to get an appetizer? Do you want to get dessert? And he's yeah. like all in. And I love food. And it's mm-hmm. really hard if you go somewhere with someone and they're just like. Want to split something? No. No. Yeah. I need the whole. Do you want to share that? And I'm like, yeah. no. I want to eat it. And then I'm going to well, bring anything home. And yeah. I'm going to eat it when I get home. <laughs> and I think that's a good point too, Emily, that you just brought up. Just one more thing on that. It's like having a partner that it loves you for who you are and what like more than what you look like Mm -hmm. um I think I've been I think Taylor's had a mixed bag I could say um (laughs) you're very fortunate to be with the partner you're with right now Uh um I don't know details about your you know the partners that you've been been with Emily but but like I've been very fortunate that you know past partners and my current um boyfriend is just very very just like loving no matter what Mm -hmm. and I've had you know self self-conscious like breakdowns like nothing looks good on me we're not going anymore and he was like nobody cares like but like you have a million things to wear (laughs) like figure it out you know and and he's always supportive and sweet and I think that's a big part of our like um self-confidence too and like Mm -hmm. someone can a partner that you're with that sees you in such a vulnerable state can really bring you down um but being especially with somebody that is like loving of you no matter what or super totally. supportive or complimentary even mm-hmm. you know about yourself and 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 your looks and loving you for more than just your looks too yes. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a huge thing and so I think all three of us are really fortunate to be where we're at now but mm-hmm. absolutely I, I think that's a big part of it and even me being like the size I am I was with I dated someone who was like well I only date people who are good looking and I'm like okay so that means I'm good looking. Like, what what are we saying? Or like, if you're in shape mm-hmm. and yeah, and like my husband loves me for who I am, and I mean he, you want to be with someone like that. You mm-hmm. want to be with someone that's supporting you and loving you. And you know what? We all get old. We all gain weight. We all have mm-hmm. like you know, we all wear something that probably doesn't look the greatest on us. But if our husband or spouse or partner sees us for who we are and just doesn't say a word and shuts up yeah. <laughs> don't get right? me yeah. don't get me started on my boyfriend that weighed me oh, <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying that's why i, I said know. the mixed bag like that's so toxic and it's just yeah we're yeah. fortunate you're not no, no. And luckily, it didn't take you very long to recognize <laughs> oh that. immediately after i'm like i'm not gonna make it to the next weigh-in yeah. <laughs> like you will not see me there. <laughs> you're like want to go to in and out burger <laughs> yeah Yeah, it's, I mean... And can you imagine being in a relationship like that? Oh my God, someone that controls what you eat, that Mm -hmm. tells you when to stop eating, Mm -hmm. that orders for you when you go to a restaurant. Lee could care less. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I think it's one thing too when it's like a health concern. Like say I was, you know pre-diabetic and I was making really bad choices or something I think it's a different um scenario when you sit your partner down and say I love you I think lifestyle changes can happen Mm -hmm. but I uh, the other part of being like yeah go ahead and order dessert because we know you know we're we're healthy or we can do that my husband just watched me eat um a donut and a half before you girls came over I was like (laughs) I'm just gonna eat this donut because it looks really good oh yeah and I yeah and I've never been like yeah like self-conscious about like eating in front of my boyfriend or or anyone I had been with in the past though I think that's a big part of it too we're not like secret eating behind our boyfriends (laughs) or husband's backs because we're afraid of judgment yeah 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 Yeah, I wait for that for when he's in class (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he goes to bed and you're eating ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so takeaway is mm-hmm. wear it with confidence because mm-hmm. it shows don't be afraid to walk away from that relationship if they're mm-hmm. way any relationship a friendship, friendship. Mm-hmm. family family relationships are hard yeah and um join the swim team okay. <laughs> right. go swimming go, go neptune and if you go if you are a swimmer right i want to hear from you if you're a swimmer yes. out there right <laughs> thanks That's rachel awesome. for being on yeah thanks you guys that was a lot more fun uh like i was i was really nervous so thank you. that was super fun <laughs> all right we'll see you next week thanks rachel thanks everybody that's been listening yeah and thanks for listening to not sisters podcast i'm emily and i'm taylor and this is rachel thank you <laughs>